Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are talking about... Uh, it's hard to you know put into one phrase, but uh, we're talking about HBO Max and Discovery and Warner Brothers and all of the uh, the drama around that merger that's yeah. been happening since 2020. Yeah, and including the cancel the recent cancellation of a movie that I was very much looking forward to. Uh, it was the Batgirl movie. Yeah, which is was which, supposedly finished. Seventy <laughs> percent uh, finished. Yeah, but uh, also supposedly was getting atrocious audience reviews so you know uh i have mixed feelings about it um i uh, because you know like at that point you know you have one of two options you spend even more money to fix the thing um or you uh can it entirely and they chose to can it um which is uh i don't know this is the thing i don't know that i can i'm uh, there are good DC movies. We know this. There are also like some bad DC movies. And I don't know that I, if it came, if that movie came out and it was getting, you know, some of the scores that previous bad superhero movies have gotten, I probably wouldn't even go see it. It's yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing about like, about the, the, the DC movies right now is that, you know, you, you, a Marvel movie, like, even the like the one of the worst Marvel movies is like oh, you're you're not cracking like into like right. the t- terrible like don't watch right. it ever like territory. But some of the bad like DC movies, yeah, yeah. you crack that like ooh this is like this is this yeah. is impossible to recommend. <laughs> and even and even movies that are like okay like are I mean like I I watched uh, Aquaman once yeah and yeah. I will probably never watch it again. Sure sure sure. Like it's and it's not an actively you know like no atrociously bad movie no 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 and 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 like but like you know you think about like the the fact of like they keep it seems like for a long time that the dc movies have been that like oh mm, this is not going the way that we Mm -hmm. you know that that like people are like that it's gonna be good and but let's well we got to release it at this point and so they continue to do that and and, but you can only do that for so long so you're right like you know you don't know really but realistically like the other side of this well, is, is like man you know yeah at least that like w- pair the cancellation of this movie with like an announcement of like yeah we're gonna de- you know put it in development another batgirl movie <laughs> yeah well i think and I, th- I think what is always a bummer about this kind of stuff is like cool a batgirl movie with um uh uh why oh, can't i think of his name uh the original batman um Oh Keaton? my goodness, John <laughs> Keaton! Yeah, Michael Keaton. Keaton? Was, yeah, okay. yeah. Keaton was in this movie yeah. as kind of a what they were saying was kind of a, a, a um, man. I just like my brain is not working tonight. Marvel eye patch dude. Um, Samuel L. Jackson plays him. Nick Fury. Uh, Nick Fury. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. They, so I'm, not, Ke- I'm not. Keaton. I'm <laughs> sorry. Keaton was supposedly like in this movie as kind mm. of a Nick Fury type character where he is starting to like assemble a crew of superheroes because supposedly um, the next slew of DC movies was going to lead up to a crisis on infinite earths uh, 
kind of mashup and and that's where everything was kind of going which I mean I love the idea of Keaton coming back and being this older Batman that is assembling this uh this huge group of superheroes that sounds awesome so yeah. like yeah I think the problem is like in your mind you're like I want that yeah but then like whenever maybe we Yes, great idea. Mm -hmm. Possibly, I don't know. We haven't seen it, but possibly terrible execution in a way know. that we actually wouldn't want. Well, you know and it's what also I mean? this movie has also been through a lot. Like I think it started like back like a long time ago with Joss Whedon like attached to it, which like it's like okay, you know, like we saw how the it, the, the like Justice League worked out with with. Right, you know, right, that, right. You know that whole situation again, just kind of mismanagement in general of the yeah, franchise. And, and, and so like. I don't know. So like it's it has been through a lot. It's just like man, yeah, the, all of the people attached to it at least in this iteration, like the last iteration where it's like Michael Keaton and you have like you know just like the whole th whole thing, like the visuals of it look a lot like like uh Batgirl Burnside like which is an amazing comic run and I don't know, it's just, everything about it that I I've I've seen and heard I've it have just gotten me like more interested in it and more like hey, this yeah. is this looks like it could be really good. Well, again, gr great so. great Great, great, again, great ideas. Yeah. Doesn't mean that they were executed on well. Right. And like, and then, yeah, again, they had, they do have, they have business decisions to make and they have a brand to protect. Honestly, right. they haven't like protected these brands in the way that they should have in the past few years <laughs> um, to the point where like, I mean. You mean in the past decade? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Like even, even general consumers out there who are like casually interested in superhero movies you know, like know that the quality of DC mm -hmm. films is super hit or miss. And that's not necessarily great for your brand overall. Oh, definitely not. Especially whenever you consider like coming off of like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, like they were right. surefire things, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then you hit like Batman V Superman and you're like, oh man, you know, it's just, well, I mean, even like Man of Steel was great. I mean, there, there yeah. was a run there where it was like, okay, they're kind of hitting yeah. on all cylinders. I mean, even though you still have like, I think in that same span, you have like Jonah Hex, which was like, whatever, yeah. Um and uh you had a you had some you had Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds and like right so like uh, I, again they've always been kind of hit or miss but like it just I if I if I was in charge of that franchise like I would almost be like okay like we are at warning level like where it's like we are almost to the point where we have <laughs> used up all of our goodwill hmm. um. Especially whenever you compare it to like, okay, you're gonna have you're gonna put out something great like the Batman, and mm -hmm. and something super well received critically like uh, Joker, yeah, and then we're gonna put out something that's like, you know, gonna get terrible Rotten Tomato scores, and people will actively like campaign against it you know yeah and i guess like and, and that's the thing is like you know you can have a great cast in a movie just not, and a great director oh, like totally. whatever and a movie just doesn't come together you know like yeah. that's and that's just like you know that's that's very true because like like looking at the cast we've got jk simmons as, as james gordon which sounds got, great it sounds great and leslie grace as barbara gordon which is like always like like the, again, like the visuals of that were always just like spot on. Uh, we got like you said, Brendan Fraser was in it. Um, Michael Keaton <laughs> What's that is know? it. Michael Keaton, I'm, I'm a boy. Yeah, <laughs> it's but like we have so many of these like of of like these names and and they all like yeah. every time I was just like oh this sounds really good, but yeah, yeah who knows who knows how it ends up. The Batman Two also has you know a piece in this where it's like that one like a Batman well, the Batman Two is not even in development right now. <laughs> no, it's not, it, and it's like years. 
lit- literal years and years away. Which, which is, which yeah, is we, disappointing. We'll, which, well, we'll, and we'll, we'll keep – this is a good teaser of our conversation. we got the yeah. Batgirl kind of discussion out of the way. We can just kind of talk about everything as a whole now. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. We'll go through kind of all the things happening. It's complicated. It's complicated enough that it, I like uh, – uh, until, um, until honestly today, I haven't really like tried to dive into it because it's kind of been all over the place and sure. things have kind of – started coming out in a real haphazard way. And so it was hard to piece together the narrative and the story, but it feels like now it's, it's starting to like become a lot clearer kind of what's happening over there. Yeah. There was a lot that was flying. Where it was just like, all of a sudden it was like, Oh, and the Batgirl movies is basically done, but it's canceled. And it's like, what, what? And then uh, <laughs> Scooby-Doo is, is completely done. And it's there. We're shelving that. Yeah. And we're and, never going to see that release. You know, it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, it's just like constantly like it was like things flying left and right and it's like a, it, it was almost like you know, you just announce all the bad news and all of this terrible like, you know, stuff that's going to disappoint fans whether or not it's like it's it would it, you know, cuz like we don't know the other timeline. <laughs> like if these movies actually did get released so maybe that's worse um but like you know you're just gonna the disappointing news just kind of like dumped all at once and it's just like yeah make sense of it you know (laughs) um all right so we'll talk about all that a little bit later and um we uh will uh we'll kind of try to piece it all together uh but first john what have you been up to this week um, well, I was, uh, I was on vacation for a couple weeks there, but uh, I didn't do, do much entertainment wise on vacation. Um, as far as like, I, you know, you have all these plans where like you, you know, you like pack a switch and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to get these games and, you know, preloaded and make sure. And then you just proceed to do zero of it. You know, <laughs> you do other fun things instead. Um, so I didn't do a ton, but Chris, I finished the video game stray is the first thing that I've done. Oh, nice. Um, How long was it? So it was, I mean, it was a substantial amount. Like I hundred percent it. I actually replayed one portion because there was one thing that is missable in like the last area of the game. Um, or maybe the, the, the area before the last area. I don't remember. Anyway, in one of the, one of the areas of the game, there's a missable thing where like, there's a, a, a story event that happens. And then like an area, like just a small, like room is opened to you, uh, for a sm- short amount of time. And then I progressed the story past that without getting what was in there. And so uh-huh. I went back and, and replayed some of it to, to do it. So like my time might be a little bit longer than what some other people might was expect. that for like a trophy or was that a just because you wanted to experience it? So it was because I wanted to experience it. It, it like it does culminate in a trophy. Like it's you get like there's memories that you collect um, throughout the world. And there are uh, there are ones that are like the big ones that are non missable. Right. Like, like they just happen within the story. Um, and then there are like these smaller missable ones that basically just like confirm oh co- confirm context throughout the, the story. And this is the only one that was like tied to like a it has to be between this this story beat and this story beat um and so yeah it's like basically there's like a door that's like closed and locked off to a, a kitty cat and then you do something in the story and someone opens said door for a short period of time and then at by whenever you progress to the next thing it's closed again so um 
so yeah, like that's you know that was the only that was the only like frustration that I had with the game. The game is amazing, um, and just the fact that I wanted to go back and get that memory, even though it like it only adds um, like confirms context that you can infer from the world already. So there's a lot of things like within the world where you're like, okay, I understand what's going on with this robot culture, or I understand what's going on between these two factions or whatever. But then the memories kind of like verbalize that uh, in a way, like you know you you the the robot that's in your backpack remembers something and uh and goes oh yeah this happened and this happened and that kind of just confirms something that you maybe have already like thought about um it's a fantastic game dude the way that it ends and uh the way that everything ends up with the game like it, it starts and i'm like oh yeah this is a cute cat game and then it progresses. And I'm like, okay, it's a, it's a pretty cool. Like, I love the gameplay here. This gameplay is really fun and actiony, and like, you know, the action elements are really fun, and the uh, the world building is really cool. And then at the end, I was just like, oh man, this story is really good. <laughs> so the way that it kind of like ramps up and uh, and reveals these different layers of the gameplay um, felt really good to me. Like uh, whenever it all ended. So um, if I were to put a number on this, I would put like an eight point five on it um just because like i kind of wish there was one area that i wish was a little bit like deeper i wish there was more to do in one area because it was such a cool area and you kind of just pass through it um you know without without doing a ton of uh of world exploration in there um but yeah dude it's a it's a fantastic game the um so i still i still want to play it like i uh i i i hesitate like only because games with missable achievements like that <laughs> and missable things honestly give me anxiety. Yeah. Because I don't like to miss stuff and I'm like, yeah. why why make it missable? So, There's no reason. Yeah, I agree. Well, but in this one in particular, I was just like, Yeah, I feel like I feel like this could have not been missable. And I think that that's like part of like I understand why it was done that way, um, but like from a narrative perspective. But I also, yeah, I, 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 whenever I missed it, I was like, oh man, that's a bummer. The interesting thing is, like, you can go back and replay like the different sections of the game. Like, go, it, like allows you to like choose the chapter that you want to start in and go from there. So like, it wasn't that much of a replay. It was maybe like a you know like a fifteen minute uh, thing okay, that I knew what I was bad. doing. So you can go back to the chapter. You don't have to like start at the beginning of the game again, right? Um, oh, and in good. fact, like in the middle of the game, you can go back at, like to the beginning of that chapter. Um, okay, and it does doesn't penalize you it doesn't like it doesn't like remove the different collectibles that you've already gotten or anything like that like it literally just lets you do it um so if you do miss something early on you're like oh man i want to i didn't even know i could collect something there let me go back to that you can go back and then jump back forward i think so like it, it will allow you to kind of like non-linearly uh go visit these other chapters and, and pick up collectibles and stuff so it's pretty forgiving in that respect that's but, good okay but it, that, but makes it was you, about, that, that makes you feel better yeah, but it was like 15 minutes of like, okay, I got to replay a section of this thing again. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think we, I mean, the worst of it for me was, I mean, we, we reviewed uh, 12 minutes um, oh my sometime last yeah. year, or maybe at the beginning of this year, can't remember now. Um, but uh, that was literally like the worst version of missable storylines oh and achievements yeah. because you have to, you literally do have to play the whole game over again multiple times. <laughs> 
and I still like I I still never like I eventually stopped John because I was like I couldn't figure it out like I couldn't figure out exactly I was you know doing what I was supposed to do with the guides and wasn't getting the right things and I was just like I'm done I'm done at this point I have I have zero more fun to squeeze out of this game yeah and the payoff of that like was not as like so even the even like the alternate endings of, of that game it was less meaningful than the 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 one piece of like memory the, the you know that I picked up on this game with that 15 minute replay and it took like four times as long to even like attempt um so yeah <laughs> It's not yeah. like that. It, this is this is definitely kind of like one of those like oh man that was you know that was interesting. It's interesting little facts about the world, and that's the thing I will say. Like this game could have easily, and I kind of anticipated just being like oh this is a cool like you're just being a cool little cat running around a cyberpunk city, you know. And that's like if that was that that was about what I expected. But it, the story goes deeper than that, and the characters go deeper than that, and it may, has made me think more. Um, about like, oh, I wonder what's going on here. And like kind of even after the game is finished, I've thought about it quite a bit um, just to like posit like theories in my, in, you know, come up with like, oh, what's, what was happening in that little little area? So it's uh, it's definitely got, got more to it than just like a cute little cat game. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Um, the only other thing that I've been doing is, uh, well, I guess there's two things. Apex Legends has a new season. The new legend is amazing. Um, the, uh, I'm very, very much into it. I'm always into Apex Legends though. So the other thing that I've been doing, I, I played on the recommendation of Cody, who's been on the podcast before. Um, I downloaded and played the new free to play smash brothers like game called multiversus. Um, and it's, and it's put out by WB games. So we're going to be talking about WB in a second. So it's a very WB centric, uh, thing, but this is a smash brothers game where you can play as like, uh, Batman, uh, Superman, wonder woman, and also Tom and Jerry and, uh, LeBron James from, from, uh, <laughs> from, uh, what's it, what's the, what, what movie was he in with Space Bunny? Jam. Yeah. Space jam too. Um, and you can play as Bugs Bunny, and there's like uh, there's uh, Arius Dark from uh, from Game of Thrones. So like there's all these different characters that are just smashed together, and it's in a Smash Brothers like game where you fight. And I've played a few matches, and it's so far it's fantastic. I was not into it. I like downloaded it, and I was like, okay, what is this? Played the tutorial, and I was like, okay, it's it's Smash Brothers. But then I played some matches, and it is it is so fun. Um, I you know I'm I'm gonna play it more. <laughs> So it's not just like a, like a throwaway, like, oh, I'm going to try this. And I tried it. Oh, done, done with that. It, I'm definitely like itching to play more of multiverses. Um, nice. So yeah, it's fun. <laughs> if anybody you yeah. know, wants to try it, they should try it. I downloaded it. I'm, uh, I'm going to try it based on your recommendation. So uh, we'll see. I'll talk about it next week. It sounds awesome. There, there is like a team up mode as well, which is the mode that I was playing. Like where you, it's like two v two, which is very fun. Um, so you can like help each other out, and like uh, Wonder Woman, who I was playing as, can like occasionally like shield both characters, use her shield to shield both characters, um, use her whip to pull the other person back up onto the stage after they get knocked off and stuff. So um, there's some fun team up stuff uh, in there, like depending on the characters that you choose. Like uh, Harley Quinn was one of the characters I was playing with at one point uh, with with my Wonder Woman. And they both like had cool dialogue uh, with each other and stuff. So depending on what characters you choose, they might have interesting um, lines or interesting like 
uh, moves to, to, to throw off of each other and bounce off of each other and stuff. So um, anyway, give it a shot. What have you nice. been up to the last two weeks, Chris? Um, so the, I think the, the biggest thing, um, I'm trying to think. I'm sure there were there are other things, but the biggest thing uh, is the game WWE 2K22 went on sale, um, and so I bought that, and I've been playing that, and it's really, really good. They took a year off. They went from t- 2020, 20, uh, WWE 2K20, and it was uh, not great. Um, it was, I owned that as well. It was clunky, hard to manage. I remember seeing crazy some very, systems. very f- funny bugs with that. But yeah, there was, there were some, you know, crazy bugs for no reason, but then like the, just the combat system had just gotten so, um, so over developed and overly complicated. Like you had to learn like these crazy combos and they've, they've t- gone back to the drawing board. They simplified a lot of things, removed some features, but like in a way that clarifies what we're doing with the game and removes a lot of the, the bloat and the, the overcomplicated systems. And to the point where like, okay, combat feels a lot, a lot quicker, a lot more arcadey. You can actually like, you know, do things that you want to do. Um, no, you can't like, <laughs> very specifically pull off every single move because it's just kind of, it's based on kind of a combo system that is kind of familiar from like a mortal Kombat or something like that, where you have light strikes mid strikes and heavy strikes and, and, uh, grapples. And you kind of like, you have to go in succession, um, from lights to, to heavy, um, into grapples. That's how you end your combos. And it's just, uh, it's, it's a, it's a lot sleeker of a, of a design system. Um, this is also, uh, I don't know when I think this came out earlier this year. So it's after a lot of, uh, cuts, um, from the roster that they made last year, but it's before some of the cuts that were made this year. There's a lot of new talent in WWE, but, um, this has, uh, you know, um, a lot of the, the people that I wanted to, to play as. So as opposed to what potentially comes out next year, which will be a lot of new, new wrestlers. Um, I like this roster. And so, I've been playing a lot of that. It's it's fun. Um, pumped about it. Also, uh, also trying to think if I if I watched anything. Oh, uh, yes. So I mean, this is a uh, is not um, necessarily for the kids, but I watched the uh, the Woodstock '99 documentary on Netflix. Um, it was a great great documentary. Um, if you remember anything about anything about. Woodstock 99, you probably just remember all the fires that got set in the last day, and um, that's the the main piece. I mean, I remember, like, watching coverage of it on, like, I mean, I would have been 13 years old at the time, but I remember watching coverage of it on MTV, and I remember, like, Kurt Loder uh, there, and I remember them covering the fires and stuff like that. But, like, what this documentary does, I don't know if you, you watched Firefest, the Firefest documentaries, um... No, no, I think no. we talked about them at the time when they came we out. Did, but like, yeah, yeah. It, honestly, I like when you watch the documentary, you're like, oh, I hundred percent understand how we got to this point. Um, and it's like entirely, almost entirely. Yes, there's people who are doing stupid things, but whenever you realize they um, they trapped all these people in this uh, in in this basically it's a military airfield is what they did with a giant wall around it that made them throw away all their like water and everything before 
they came in and then they had had set up like vendors that were charging like 12 bucks for a bottle of water at one point. So you're like just sucking the money out of these kids. You've got them there for three days, standing on tarmac in like super, super like hot heat, people passing out all over the place. They like had subcontracted out all the waste management. And so like after the first day, there was just garbage and trash everywhere. The water, there was no more for like free water. The water was all dirty. They like the health department had like tested all the water. It was full of like diseases everywhere. So like people were waking up and like they're sick and like, you know, sores in their mouths from drinking water and stuff like that. Um, as well as uh, they, well, the two other things they, the promoters had, um, booked bands that they knew nothing about. And like, when you think about like Woodstock, it's very like peace, love. I mean, the first, they talk about like in the first, you know, like Woodstock 69, there was all this free food. Now it was very like, you know, they're in it, the promoter's yeah, in it to make money. Making, making money, yeah. Yeah, and like everything was like merchandised out. And, but like they'd, they'd book these bands like Corn and Limp Biscuit and like what attract like, a different type of it's not like this isn't peaceful like music this is like i mean it's, there's a lot of like angst and rage in in the music and so like it it kind of naturally turns into things and it's it's really funny cuz you you watch like like literally uh Fred Durst like intentionally uh incite the crowd to just basically tear the whole place down so that's and and it, and it just gets crazier from there. Okay, this is the this is the the part where I'm like, this is y'all's fault. Okay, so that last day, they've gotten like terrible things have happened. Like there's very dangerous situations that have happened. Yeah. You've got two hundred fifty thousand people there in terrible squalor, terrible conditions. Like at this point, like you've got people who are breaking legs and arms in the mosh pit. Like you've got people who are getting head, so hit question, in the head with. Question for you: yeah. before. <laughs> Could they could they not just leave? Like could. could could you just peace out? You could. You could peace out. But at this point, like, you've, you've paid so much money to be yeah. here. And there, but, like, and, and well, think, and then like, also, if, if you're, like, you're not if getting you're the sick, experience that you should. If you're sick, you yes. got to be, like, probably medically evacuated. And, like, well, who, and that's like the thing. How, like, are you doing, how are you even doing that? You know? They had mm-hmm. on site medical pe- tents and people because it was an air base at one point. So there's, like, but, like, the, it's overwhelmed. Yeah, I was about because to say that's all just a nightmare. Because of all the, like, man, it's a nightmare. There's people getting hit in the head with like glass bottles because of all the trash. Like by the, like the third day, the crowd is doing nothing but just throwing trash at the stage, and um, and people are getting hit in the head with glass bottles and stuff like this, and it's terrible. Okay, last day, all this is happening. They have been teasing all weekend um, a special uh, surprise at the end. So people, you know, I mean, you know, when people like. You, you tell them, use your imagination. What could this possibly be? They're like talking about it's going to be the Rolling Stones. It's going to be like specific bands getting back together. It's going to be who knows what. They tease it. Well, right before they, uh, they decide to um, end the show, <laughs> um, the, it's the same guy who like co- founded Woodstock and he's putting them on like he's working with a promoter now like to put them on he had this like desire to to showcase to the world that we had all come together at this at Woodstock 99 to um uh to stand against gun violence which is great okay except for he decides to do it by passing out 
200,000 candles and lighting them. And then... (laughs) Well, I mean, just in general, you have a bunch of trash on the ground, Chris. Well, and then... And you you light a bunch of candles. You expect all these people who have been used and abused and, like, you know, sucked of all their money. And they're all, like, they all feel terrible because they've all been drunk. And, oh, oh, this is... Sorry, I'm going to, like, take it. They also had no manner, like, no semblance of security beyond people who were wearing T-shirts that they just hired. Like, they weren't they are not prepared to deal with people. You know what I mean? Like, and so there's just, there's underage drinking. There's like all this drug use. So you have all these people who aren't properly hydrated, who are just doing all this stuff. And then you give them all candles and expect something bad not to happen because that's when all the fires start. And then they end the show while there's fires happening and starting to light up around the place the special surprise was a video from uh, the first Woodstock or something like that or something of some, somewhere. It was just a video of mm. – it was a 12-minute video of Jimi Hendrix playing guitar. And this – like people were like, this is what I stuck around – this is what you, you, you wanted me to stick around for was this video. And it just all goes crazy. Yeah. And just goes nuts. And so- like – so then, so then, I guess like the documentary of this, like, is it, it yeah. like, is it like how how is it presented? Because like you, you know, you present things it's like, like, oh, yeah, this is how it, how it goes. Do they have like interviews with people? Do they have oh, yeah. like how how, how what's the presentation like? Well, it's great because I mean, and, and the the best part is like, I mean, there was tons. Of, there was MTVs there. There's tons of of press there. There were press uh, press briefings every single morning, and then the next day. So like, there is so much footage of this. And so much footage of what was happening and like backstage when you, I mean, they, they take you back into the medical tents They you know, you had a reporter who went out in the, in the mosh pit at one point, um, to experience it. And like, I mean, you're, they're talking to, uh, they're talking to the lead singer of corn. They're talking to, um, uh, like the, the yeah. co-founder, like, so you get, it's really well done in that you get different perspectives. And sure. so like, I mean, from the promoter and, and co-founder's perspective, they have their own perspective where it's like, okay, well, this was, how could you possibly control this? There's no way. Right. It's not our, like they, they sure. took zero ownership for it even now. Um, and understandably so, cause there's all these terrible things that are happening and they are, uh, you know, legally liable. I mean, they were sued so many times afterwards, uh, for mm-hmm. just all these terrible things that happened there. And, um, and so it was, it, it was like, as, it's it's balanced, I think, in its approach, but it's kind of hard. Like, it's even hard, trying yeah. to be objective, it's like there's still a party who is at fault here. Well, yeah, and, the, and, and they don't say that the people who were burning down things are even at fault either, or, no. or even like not at fault. They are, well, but course. it's like you totally understand how this but, mob gets there. But yeah, yeah, and that's the thing I think like that that is, uh, yeah, because it's it, it's <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm not at fault. I just made a ton of money off of twelve dollar bottles of water after like you know taking everyone's bottled taking water it. and yeah. putting them in it <laughs> and putting them in a walled city full of poisonous water you know it's like it yeah. is, <laughs> it's like even that hmm. one thing and that's only one piece of it that's the crazy thing it's really well really well done it's on netflix um it's three episodes i think they're all like about 40 minutes each but each one focuses on a specific day yeah. like there was there's a three-day festival so it focuses on a different day each time and um, 
Yeah, man. Like it took something that I just kind of remember happening, you know, and yeah. I was like, "Holy cow, this yeah. <laughs> this is." I think the the funnest or the funniest takeaway though is still like the, the, they show footage on the the day after the whole event's over, and um, there were still people who who ended up camping out there. But like the whole place, it looks like you know cars flipped over that are burnt out. There's these giant like, burnt out tractor trailers, all the all the like scaffolding with the speakers and everything's been torn down. They tore off the whole front of the the stage. I mean, the whole place is destroyed, dude. And there's like they interview these uh, these kids who like you know still spent the night and they're like, would uh, would you would you would you do it again? They're like, oh yeah, man, this is this is the best uh, best best weekend of my life. <laughs> gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh, guys! It's like the just it's like the you know the starry eyed perspective well, of the youth. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, and, and it's, it's, if you figure they probably paid like so much money to get oh you they there. did yeah. They and did. so, like, and, and and just in general, like, you know, the studies have shown it's like whenever you pay a ton of money to be someplace, it it's like it's hard for you to see it as as negative in a lot of in a lot of cases, you know. Yeah. Um, in yeah. I mean, so, I don't. If I had been there, I feel like I would have been like, oh, this dude, is too no, hundred percent. But like, you're gonna find some people that spent that <laughs> oh, much totally. money and, and are are like not totally worth it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like, because their decision to spend that money couldn't have been wrong, you know? Like that's just how right. like consumer stuff works. The consumer right. mentality works. Fascinating, man. Yeah. So you said that's, that's probably, on Netflix. That's on Netflix. Yeah, and that, okay. that was the uh, that's the thing I was. Um, that's probably the thing I've watched recently that was the the best thing. Well, awesome, dude. Well, I think it's time for the news. The news, the news Chris. So, this one is uh is it, we just have one piece of news mm. and I think you have it, but it is yeah. about the uh the Disney Plus slash Hulu price hike. Yeah, so there's there's two things happening simultaneously. There's a price hike, and it and Disney's introducing a uh, ad supported tier, and it kind of makes sense um, to to do them at the same time. So, the uh, the price for Disney Plus is going up from seventy nine seven ninety nine a month to ten ninety nine a month. But if you want to remain at the seven ninety nine a month price point, uh, you can just use the uh, ad supported tier and remain at that price but you'll have to watch ads with your shows and movies if you want to remove ads which is now called premium it's 10.99 a month um there is an ad supported bundle now that includes disney plus and hulu that will cost 9.99 and an ad supported bundle of disney plus hulu and espn plus for 12.99 nice so um interesting uh i I'm trying to remember when when Disney Plus launched, they gave or they had like subscriptions that were like three years long. Mm-hmm. If and they would be like, I think it was like it rounded out to be like, wasn't it like four ninety nine a month over three <sighs> that, years that or something sounds, ridiculous? Sounds that sounds very familiar. So like it was very much lower than the than the monthly. I didn't do that one. I just did like the regular. No, I mean like yeah, so monthly. like I'm gonna be doing that. Like I, I was telling you beforehand. I feel like oh, I'm not gonna go to the ad support tier because I hate no. ads. They make no. me so angry all the time. Yeah. Um. The. I do need to figure out like with the non ad supported tier, if it's cheaper. I think I'm like I'm no I'm not think I know I'm paying separately for Hulu and Disney Plus right now. Mm. I think, I don't know actually. I I, I do th- I'm I'm 
I need to check. But uh, whatever it is, I need to switch to where I, I bundle both of them so that yes. I can uh, uh, pay less because there's no reason to pay for both of them right. separately. Yeah, and it's, like, it's interesting because Disney it has been – like it used to be that, that Disney would put their like – um, like mature content or like their R-rated content or whatever over on Hulu, and then they would put their like everything else over on Disney Plus. And obviously, Hulu also has like a lot of Fox shows and all, it's just just a lot of other TV stuff and a lot of other movie stuff over on Hulu as well. But uh, but these days, like because like we're about to get like Deadpool and stuff like that on Disney Plus, like this they've they've kind of gone back on on that whole idea of like putting things both places. So like at some point, I don't know. It just seems like you know the Disney stuff b- becomes a little bit redundant between Hulu and uh, and and Disney Plus. Like, I mean, I feel like I I don't know why Disney's putting almost anything over on uh, other than their like maybe Fox shows and things like that over on uh, over on Hulu. So um, bundling those together, it's not necessarily like something that I immediately go, oh yeah, those things are related, but they are. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's the news. All right, John. Let's uh, continue our discussion and talking about the HBO Max Discovery Plus merger, Warner Brothers Discovery merger. Um, So I'm reading from, I was originally kind of like, there's an opinion piece on IGN um, that I was reading that is titled, Warner Brothers Discovery is making all the wrong moves with HBO Max and DC. It's an opinion piece. It's very. Um, I think it's it's pretty comprehensive. But on what I'm what I'm going off of right now is an article on People.com. Everything to know about the HBO Max and Discovery Plus merge, including the cancellation of Batgirl by Skylar Caruso. So that's what I'm what I'm going off of here. Nice. Um, and so uh, there's a few things here. I, I don't I don't want to like verbatim read all of this, but um, there's some pieces I'm gonna I'm gonna read through and, and select. So now known as Warner Brothers Discovery, the company um, revealed that the soon-to-be-released Batgirl film had been canceled despite it being a $90 million project already in post-production. Evidently, the shelving of the DC Comics film was just the tip of the iceberg. Since Warner Media and Discovery Incorporated merged in April 2020, major changes have been made to the company both internally and externally. Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery revealed that its two flagship streaming services, HBO Max and Discovery Plus, will be combined into a single unified streamer. The news was confirmed during the company's 2022 second quarter's earning call and remarks from CEO David Zaslav. He also explained the reasoning behind the Batgirl cancellation. The fate of HBO and HBO Max shows seemingly remain in flux despite several renewals for forthcoming seasons as the surprise cancellation of Batgirl and others indicate other projects might not, might not be safe regardless of production status. Um, so this is kind of go, what is the fate of HBO max and discovery plus shows? Um, CEO Zaslov discussed the company's new strategy during the second earning second quarter earnings call. He revealed that HBO Max and Discovery Plus will share select programming from their respective platforms in the interim period leading up to the new streamer's launch next year. In addition, Magnolia Network, a joint venture between Discovery and Chip and Joanna Gaines, will release select programming on HBO Max in September, while Discovery Plus content will remain available on its corresponding streamer. This interim period marks the first time that legacy Discovery shows will be viewable on HBO Max. 
CNN will also get its own hub on Discovery Plus, including CNN Originals from the network's short-lived streamer CNN Plus. While programming will be distributed across platforms, in addition to new content, the company plans to nix some shows completely. Reportedly, WB is about to cut 70% of the production staff at HBO Max with Whoa. the aim yeah, with the aim that they simply do not want more scripted HBO Max only content oh. as the service aims to fold up HBO, HBO Max and Discovery Plus into one streaming service. Chris, this is terrible news because HBO Max, like the original content on HBO Max is some of the coolest stuff. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's so, oh man, it's so um, disappointing. WB what are they doing? <laughs> canceled the release of the nearly finished Batgirl film. They'd already spent $90 million on. Um, the DC Comics movie was intended for an HBO Max day. Oh, wait, hang on. The Yes. The, the DC Comics movie that was intended for an HBO Max debut was scrapped and won't hit any platform, including streaming or theaters. Um, furthermore, a sequel to the 2020 film Scoob, which we reviewed, yeah. called, called Scoob Holiday Haunt, was also axed. That sounds awesome. costing the studio a reported $40 million. CEO Zaslav addressed WBD's strategy during the earnings call on August 4th, saying, <laughs> we're not going to launch a movie until it's ready. We're not going to launch a movie to make a quarter, and we're not going to put a movie out unless we believe in it. The idea of expensive films going direct to streaming, we can't find an economic case for it. We can't find an economic value to it, so we're making a strategic shift. Mm-hmm. Social media went into a frustrated frenzy when the shocking news that the Batgirl film had been nixed was announced. The film's lead and directors reacted to the news with a statement pinned on social media. Quote, we are saddened and shocked by the news. We still can't believe it. As directors, it is critical that our work be shown to audiences, and while this film was far from finished, we wish that fans all over the world would have had the opportunity to see and embrace the final film themselves. Our amazing cast and crew did a tremendous job and worked so hard to bring Batgirl to life. We are forever grateful to have been part of that team. Um, let's see here. Now, Chris. More quotes. Which? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Which shows have been renewed on HBO and HBO Max? So this goes through a whole list that have been renewed, like uh, Euphoria, um, just like that, Gilded Age, Tokyo Vice, um, Our Flag Means Death, Minx, Julia, Winning Time, Peacemaker, um, The Righteous Gemstones, those are all uh, renewed. Some shows have been canceled, like... Raised by Wolves, Made for Love, Time Traveler's Wife, Gentleman Jack, Close Enough, Gordita Chronicles, Chad, um, Camping, Vinyl, Miss Letcher Run, Here and Now. Man. Um, and then... Some of those bummed me out. And- I know. Like, uh, And then there's also... So that I'm going to jump back over real quick to this article here on IGN. Um, and talking about DC as a... Uh, DC as a unit. And again, this is more opinion, so there's a lot more. This is less just what's happening and more. There's more like opinion infused into this. But who wrote um, regardless it? Do, of you, what, do you know who wrote it? Uh, this is Jesse Shadeen. Yeah. He, he's, uh, uh, he's with another main like comics people at IGN. Regardless of what camp you fall under in the eternal Marvel versus DC conflict, there's no denying that Warner Brothers has struggled to achieve the same level of success with the DCEU that D- Disney has enjoyed with the MCU. Warner's has often seemed unsure of the best way to go about building a shared universe, first mimicking the MCU model 
with early films like Batman vs. Superman and Justice League, and then pivoting to emphasize a multiverse of films and shows that aren't all necessarily connected. The DC line had begun carving a niche for itself with more standalone director-driven fare like Todd Phillips' Joker, Matt Reeves' The Batman, and James Gunn's The Suicide Squad and Peacemaker spinoff. The former two not being connected at all to the larger DCEU, but that all appears to be changing in the wake of the Warner Brothers Discovery merger. As early as May 2021... Variety reported that CEO David Zaslav is seeking a return to a more unified MCU-style approach to DC's movies, ah. to the point that he's he was seeking out a Kevin Feige figure to oversee the DC brand. That mentality seems to be at the root of why the Batgirl movie was canceled. Again, this is opinion, but yeah. Batgirl was originally conceived as a relatively lower-budget DC movie that would head directly to HBO Max. It's a smaller-scale film that clashes with Zaslav's vision of what DC's movie line should offer. An industry insider told The Wrap, quote, it wasn't considered to be a big enough film to justify a theatrical release, and it was an increasing risk just to get its budget back, quote, end quote. Because of that, the risk-adverse Warner Brothers Discoveries decided it's safer to take, take a tax write-down on the film than spend more money on a theatrical release and marketing campaign. That appears to be the same thinking that tanked the Wonder Twins shortly before production began, as well as possibly the planned Supergirl movie starring Sasha Cali. That's, by the way, that's those were all going to play into Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC fans are now afraid any number of previously unannounced movies and shows may be on the ch- chopping block next. If WBD canceled the, ne- the nearly finished Batgirl, is Blue Beetle, which is currently in the midst of filming, going to be next? Will the Batman spinoffs like Penguin and the Arkham series still happen? Is DC, any DC series on HBO Max, Doom Patrol, Titans, Young Justice, Harley Quinn safe right now? Heck, can we even be sure the Batman 2 will still move forward? It's been nearly 10 years since 2013's Man of Steel kicked off the DCEU, and there's more uncertainty surrounding the DC line than ever before. At this point, the problem is less any one particular strategy to building the DC cinematic universe than the simple fact that there never seems to be a consistent strategy. The many shakeups both within DC and the larger Warner Media corporate structure have prevented any sort of long-term cohesion, cohesive approach to the DCEU. And while it's still very early in the new Warner Brothers Discovery era, there's no indication so far that the new status quo is going to be any less chaotic. There are some silver linings, and I'm just going to like uh, go through these. This is why this is so complicated. The Joker sequel now has a 24... 2024 release date. It's uh, rumored to be a musical um, with uh, they're bringing on Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. That sounds cool. Um, sounds awesome. Uh, the company has also hinted at a decade long roadmap for restructuring the DC line. Zasloff said, We ha- quote, We have done a reset. We've restructured the business where we're going to focus on, where there will be a team with a 10 year plan focusing just on DC. It's very similar to the structure that Alan Horn and Bob Iger put together very effectively with Kevin Feige at Disney. We think we could build a long-term, much stronger, sustainable growth business out of DC, and as part of that, we're going to focus on quality. Um, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's uh, the same thing that Warner Brothers said like I know. six or seven years ago. <laughs> when they brought on, um, what's his face? Yeah. Uh, Oh my uh, gosh, <laughs> Goyer, David Goyer, yeah, and like uh, and, we, and oh Zach man, Snyder, we're to constantly chasing 
the 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 Kevin Feige DC. Well, I mean, know? that's like you know, that's like you know, it's it's Samsung continually chasing Apple and trying to be Apple. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, except I feel not, like they're more successful at it than hundred percent, one hundred percent. At least the galaxy the behaves somewhat like, like a normal phone does, you know. It's just... And and this has been my this has been my frustration with DC as a whole. And for I think DC has better characters. I think DC has like like they have Dude. Superman, they yeah. have Batman, they have Wonder Woman, they yeah. have Flash, they have all these characters that are like literally stronger and like at at the time before Mar- Mar- the MCU started, more well known than the characters. Like really, the characters that were popular with Marvel. Were the X Men, which Mar- yeah. which Marvel didn't have, and the Fantastic and Four, they had Fantastic Four, away. which they didn't have, and Spider Man, which they didn't have. Yeah, and and so they, you know, turned to um, Iron Man and Captain America, and like, and th- and they had huge success doing that. Yeah, but very clearly, like, just because they have better characters and better story uh, story lines, maybe not in very story lines, but like they have. They have a lot of like material to draw from, um, in over in DC. They yeah. have just like squandered it almost almost at every turn. Like there's some yeah. there's some great movies in there. Yeah, there's some good but, movies. But as a whole, you know, and I know this is what they're thinking. Like, hey, our our stuff doesn't stand up to Marvel. But like, can it ever? Will it yeah, ever? Well, is that the we, right thing to chase? Chris, it does feel like that the last few years we've churned a corner because they started focusing oh, totally. on, on individual, individual. good yes. stories, individual good movies like the Joker, like which I didn't watch, but like it's, it's cr- like critically people love the, that movie. Um, the Batman, we got like peacemaker and, and, uh, and the suicide squad. Like these are all really good stories. Dude, did you watch yeah. the suicide squad? It's no, such I a good movie. It. I still I I think about to. that movie. I haven't watched Peacemaker the show yet, but uh, that movie cuz like is so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked Birds of Prey. I thought Birds of Prey was great. Dude, it's so um, good. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, you're right. Birds of Prey is so good. And Joker, I I don't think you've still seen Joker. Todd Phillips' Joker was great. Like and it was a standalone. Like, and this is yeah, and the the only reason that like Birds of Prey, like the and, and Harley Quinn, like that 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 movie is so good because people like the artists and like the actors and everybody involved in that thing like wanted to make a good story and a good movie, and they did. It was like the artistry of it is so good, and like it just seems like once DC decided like oh we're just gonna get out of people's way, stop trying to force a a you know cinematic universe down everybody's throats, it's like, it got good, and like go figure. You try to make good individual movies, you start actually making some good individual movies. Um, but like now we're back, like we've just gotten the rug pulled out from under all of that. And it's like, no, let's try to do the DC, you know, DCEU again. Yeah. Oh, here's some, here's some, addi- here's some additional things I want to, I want to go through that this in this, um, you know, uh, he starts going through some, the history of what happened during the, the pandemic with, and 2021 with HBO um, max being the, the streaming service for day and date Warner movies. And, the rift that it caused. So, um, you know, there's the whole rift with AMC that it, it, it caused. And then mm-hmm. um, Christopher Nolan, the release strategy caused a very public falling out between Warner Media and director Christopher Nolan, who wrote right. some of our biggest, in, quote, some of our big industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the, the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio. 
and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service, end quote. While lab uh, labeling HBO Max as the worst streaming service is pretty harsh, the fact that those words came from someone of Nolan's stature is telling. Nolan has sent cu since cut ties with Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. His upcoming biopic, Op Oppenheimer, will instead be distributed by Universal Pictures. Considering that Nolan has been responsible for some of Warner's most critically and commercially successful blockbusters over the past two decades, his departure is no small loss for the studio. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, so that's that's a huge like you have to think about like that plays into how they think about these movies too, mm -hmm. um, and 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 films. Um, the other thing I wanted to last thing I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, he talks about the. HBO versus Discovery, different philosophies for those streaming services. Few in the industry would have predicted Warner Media's streaming service would emphasize the HBO branding, but it's obvious enough why they did. The HBO name has built up a lot of cachet over the years. Shows like Oz, The Sopranos, Deadwood, The Wire, Game of Thrones earned the premium network piles of awards and reputation for quality. HBO helped pave the way for the era of peak TV with networks and streamers spending ever larger amounts of money on prestige shows by calling the service HBO Max, Warner Media clearly hoped to build on that reputation and rely on big budget projects like House of the Dragon and The Last of Us to win the streaming wars. Yeah. That's anything but the strategy that Zaslav has employed at Discovery over the years. Those networks emphasize unscripted content like nature documentaries, home improvement shows, and various types of reality TV. With that in mm. mind, the idea of merging Warner Media and Discovery into one company has always seemed a bit strange. How can two companies with such opposite approaches to content fuse into a cohesive whole? Can Zaslav embrace the need for expensive prestige television alongside the familiar Discovery Fair? In this new climate, even major tentpoles like House of the Dragon are facing an uncertain future. Like the original Game of Thrones, this prequel series is shaping up to be one of the most expensive TV productions in Hollywood history. How supportive will the new regime be of this massive undertaking? Should we expect a new wave of cancellations to hit HBO tentpoles like Euphoria and Our Flag Means Death? There are already troubling signs developing as Warner Brothers Discovery begins building toward its unification. The company looks poised to slash resources for HBO Max's animation content, suggesting that previous key franchises like, like Adventure Time are no, no longer a priority, mm. while also casting further doubt on the future of DC shows like Young Justice and Harley Quinn. Yeah, I was about to say, there's a lot of uh, animation stuff on there that I find like the best... Uh, like. Obviously, like Netflix has slashed their animation stuff, and like I was like, all right, well, at least we still got HBO Max because like they've got like great animation over there too, and uh, yeah, I, I, that would be potentially the first place they might go. I don't know. Yeah. Jeez, so there's just a man. lot of like it, there's a lot of stuff, and there's I, I can't find it. There was an article I was reading earlier today too, like that was talking about there's already Warner um, prop like the, what, the movie. I think there's three different Warner movies that were build as HBO Max um, originals that have yeah. been pulled off of the, the service. streaming service. Yeah. They were on um, there, and now they're off. And now they're off. You can still buy them if you want to, but right. that's, it's, I don't know, man. I, that's a strange one, because it's like you had this content already. You know, <laughs> it's adding to your, like, catalog of things that people can, you know, pay for monthly and and watch and so it's like to pull to pull things that were already finished on there being watched by people it just seems like such a strange call yeah it'd be um, like netflix pulling stranger things off right all of a sudden right you know and that's just like, so, it's such a such a like it seems like there's such a backwards call because it's like this is art that you is finished 
and it's not being like put out to be consumed by people the where it was intended yeah um and it's like it's just strange and again like i understand like hey yeah let's cancel something without you know spending the you know more money on it but like with for things that were actually finished like it seems to me unless it's like completely going to just destroy a brand like bad movies and bad shows or like you know middling reviews on things like they happen all the time there are so many movies and shows that like are put out within a, a year and none of them are like i mean how many of them actually get like really like amazing reviews right most of them mm-hmm. are like you know oh, these are this it's okay it's good you know whatever um and that's fine. So, like, why not, if these things are finished, why pull them? And because they're already on the service. And then also, if something's finished, why not just put it out? You know, like like the Scoop movie or whatever. It's like, come on, just put this thing out. <laughs> well, and, like, so just kind of, like, continue our conversation from before. Like, they did, they did say that those, like, both received bad, like, so, like, I get it. Like, and, and especially with, like, the the new, like, if the new theory is, like, well, don't spend too much on content Yes, yeah. I mean, I understand it. I don't like Again, it. Again, it, it always comes down to that. <laughs> right. Like I said before, it comes down to that business case of do you spend <sighs> more money to fix it or right. you, do you just cut your losses and run? Well, and obviously, like the tendency from now on, it seems like, is going to be to, to more so cut your losses. But I also can't sit here and be like, you know, I, you know, whenever, whenever the, what was it, the Snyder cut or whatever was like, oh, we yeah. should, you know, release it. It's done. And oh, I can't sit here and be like a proponent of that and not be like, hey, put out the Scoob movie that's finished, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Come on, put it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. like even if it's bad, like, because that was the thing with even that. It was like, well, even if it's, even if it's not great, it's like, it can't be worse than what, what came out. You know, it's like, it, this is, it's not putting it out is worse than not having it, you know? Like yeah. It's, it, yeah. I would rather have something that was like, okay, than not have something at all. It depends. Again, I, it depends on like how bad it was and like if it, if it's going to hurt the brand even more. Sure. You know? Sure. Well, and again, like I said, like I understand like if it's in the middle of production and it's like, okay, well we can't spend more money on this right now. We're going to like, cause I, you know, now that we've got, now that discovery has the keys to the kingdom, let's do more, you know, more, can we turn it into a reality show? Um, but like, I understand like canceling that, but like the things that are finished or the things that were already distributed on the service, it just seems like just, just let them, let them put that out. <laughs> let the artists put those out. I don't know, man. That's a weird I one. Either. I, I mean, it, I'm, I, I'm now knows. super nervous about the shows that, that I love <laughs> on that service, like young justice. And I mean, like time travels wife is already canceled. So it's like, oh, ah, yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. These are great shows. Come on. Yeah. All right, well, um, you've been listening to Stay on Target. Next week, well, who knows what we'll talk about. We'll <laughs> Maybe Discovery will cancel your, you know, some of your favorite yeah. shows. Yeah, it's possible. They'll cancel Stranger Things. Just <laughs> uh, On a different network. Yeah, they'll cancel, they'll cancel things something on-, on a completely <laughs> different network. They don't have, they don't have any... any uh, <laughs> I mean, so I would say that the cancellations to me that is, I know I've talked about on the show... That I've been the most bummed about over the past few years is the last season of Glow on yeah. Netflix. And that's yeah. uh, that was that was a bummer. 
I mean, that's the thing. Like we have, we have, we have Netflix canceling things left and right these days, um, and cutting like their their animation departments, which I've been very much a fan of their animation stuff. And uh, and we have now we have uh, HBO Max, like and Discovery, like canceling all theirs. And it's just like, man, what's going to be left here? Like this is just a, a, a consolidation and truncation of the uh, of the industry. Simultaneously, they're like, let's start it. Let's let's make sure we start the DCEU again. <laughs> it's wild, man. All right. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on social like Chris 250 And John Wright 777. And at StayOnTargetPod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.